Hey everyone, this is just going to be a spoiler warning for this episode of the Nerdy Misfit Podcast as we'll be going into Heavenly Delusion and the contents of the anime. This is also going to be a trigger warning. Uh, the following episode will contain mature subject matter and will not be suitable for all ages. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Nerdy Misfit Podcast with your host, with your host, Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. Hello, hello, hello. What is up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Yo, ho, ho. Welcome. What's up, Matthew? Not too much. You know, it's Sunday night. I think this is one of the latest times we've ever recorded. It's actually uh, also, we had a week off. We did. We didn't record last week. We actually didn't see each other for a week and over, half. over seven days. Yeah, which is crazy. And here we are. So what did you get up to? Um, I worked a lot between the two jobs. Fair. Um, I went tubing, like winter tubing, for the first time ever yesterday. Like down a slope? Yeah. Yeah. So you're at like a ski lodge and you're like, you walk up with your tube, like it's on a rope and you get hooked up to like this conveyor thing and they bring yep. you up and then you get this hooked and then you whoot, down the and hill down and stuff go. like that yeah we had a like a speedometer app and we got up to 74 kilometers an hour <laughs> i don't know how accurate that was pretty crazy uh, it felt even pretty freaking fast the, even if it's in the realm yeah it was whack like we literally uh there was four of us we had like our individual tubes linked together and like we hit it's like a hill obviously and it goes down there's a little bit of lip and then it goes back down and then we cleared the exit and landed on like the bush that's in front of it like we got air so i was like it's not out of the realm possibility that we went a good we're going speed pretty fast so it was good there's a lot of fun one with the girlfriend and her family so you guys also we talked about it on the valentine's day episode yeah. uh how was your guys valentine's day it was good um she i told her i was like you don't have to listen to the episode and then uh <laughs> like trying to swear away from it and then we on actually valentine's we went to go see madame webb um did not get her flowers i did ask her the day before to be my valentine just casually very nice um you know hadn't you know, just in case uh dot and your eyes and uh across the t's, t's you know yeah, exactly and then um i like we were talking about something and she's like oh you didn't get me flowers i was like oh oh, oh i had to get you flowers eh and she's like no 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 you didn't and then the next time i saw her i got her flowers and i was like here you go here's those flowers i hope you no <laughs> yeah um, how was uh madam webb since you know it was so good that we're not going to talk about it on the podcast for its own episode so if you want to go <laughs> give give the people a brief <laughs> cracks neck um if you if you're an MCU fan, if you're a Spider-Man fan, if you know anything about Madame Web or Spider-Man's origin story or anything of the Spider-Women that are in the comics or anything like that, keep it that way. No, oh, okay. uh, don't watch the movie. Um, the CGI was not the best. This not up to a movie standard. Yeah, the it's one of those movies that it's so bad that you'll watch it comedically. Like people are going to see it because of how bad it is. Oh, so it's just Venom. No, I no, oh, Venom no, is no, better. No, it's, no it, Morbius is still better Morbius than Madame Web. Yeah. Like, there was cool scenes of Morbius. And uh, it was memed better. Exactly. Uh, at least I saw memes of Morbius. Yeah. I don't really see memes of Madame Web. The only thing I see about Madame Web is the actors and actresses hating on it themselves. Well, I saw that meme. I, there was the one meme from the 90s Spider-Man cartoon I sent you where yes. literally Madame Web was, like, predicting the, the future about, like, something. About how it'll be the downfall. She'll be the downfall of something. <laughs> <laughs> People were memeing, like, she predicted it. And here we are. To be fair, it's not like Sony's trying to do movies well to that extent because the agreement they have with Marvel for Spider-Man related content 
they have to come up with a Spider-Man related movie every few years, I think, to keep that contract going. I at least respect that they're trying to do different characters. Yeah, like we've had a Venom movie, then we had a Venom Carnage movie, and then we had a Morbius movie, then we have Madame Web, and then we have Craven the Hunter coming out. Like, I appreciate that they're doing some more out I appreciate the attempt. But it's, yeah, like you said, it's not like they're exactly trying to make them be unreal. They're just making sure they keep the rights to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they're doing. And the more they do those movies, the more Marvel can't use certain characters. Genius. Or Marvel has to pay, or Dis- D- Disney will Disney have has to pay, to pay a lot more yeah. money. Yeah, I mean, even when, before they ac- accumulated Fox, right? When they had to pay Fox, they traded characters for like a couple million dollars. It was ridiculous. Like, they traded Ego. Yep. Like, Peter Quill's dad. Which in they the didn't sh- need. Which they didn't need. They could have just went with his actual dad in the comics, but... Why would they well, do why that? Why would they do that? No, and they traded Ego for a Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Or whatever the frick the character's name is in the Deadpool movies. Yeah, yeah. They switched those two characters. Why? I mean, she was good in Dare- in, uh, in the Deadpool movie. I'm not denying that, but like... But why yeah, would Ego you... is a bad... Of all the things... I mean, they are both random characters. No, but when your dad is like the king of an, a space empire, basically, why not use that as daddy issues instead of... You'd have to ask James Gunn. The living planet. That's what he wanted. This is why I hate Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There's so many other reasons why I don't like that movie, but well, it's, strong it's not word, like James Gunn is was in charge of all three movies and now is in charge of the entire DC universe. Of course not. Ha ha ha! Don't we shouldn't judge until we see. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait. You know, I mean, well, Nathan, I mean, Nathan Philly, Green Lantern, baby. I have oh. some potential, not high potential, but you know. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, Madam Web, um, we already, yeah. Just a no way. Just a no boy, no. No boy, no. There was some like Adam Scott was good. He's a good actor. He was fun on certain things. Um, the story was just kind of like if you don't know, like if you don't read the Spider-Man comics, you may not understand who the villain is. Um, we're gonna ignore the opening scenes of the super pregnant lady who goes to the jungle to find a spider. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, yeah, so and refuses to give up the spider after she found it before she got killed. Pretty much, go and see it if you want to laugh at how bad it is. Yeah, pretty much. If you're a comic book fan and you know your stuff, go watch it and be like, wow. Yikes. It was even worse than I expected. Exactly. Other people tell you they enjoyed it. It's not not the worst film I've seen. It's no Flash. Yeah, so, and also, so, some other updates before we get into the the content of this episode is we have uh, Avatar The Last Airbender is now out on Netflix. Yep. I have not watched any of it as of yet, but... Neither have I. We will be doing an episode on Avatar The Last Airbender. A couple weeks or so. I'm going to be honest. I'm not looking forward to it because basically once we got the news that the creator left the project due to creative differences, I was already skeptical going for it in general. But once he left because of creative differences, that's the key. The key words here is he left because of creative differences. That means they're going off. Off script. Off the, the beaten path. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're just like, ooh, if the creator is leaving because of it, then I'm scared. Yeah. Well, did you know that one of the actors auditioned for it uh, with thinking it was the blue people avatar? Did no you way. hear about this? I did not hear about yeah, that. Yeah. Which, which character? I, I think it was the general. I think he auditioned because it was under wraps. Like It had a different project name, but then it got revealed that it was avatar. And he goes, oh, so like, when do I become blue kind of thing? And they're like, here's James Cameron. <laughs> well, you're not becoming blue. 
That's yeah. not great. That's that's as bad as uh, Dakota Johnson thinking she's in the MCU. Yeah, geez. literally though. Yeah, I mean, some people need to be at least know what they're getting yeah. into. I've seen a couple clips from the show, like Last Airbender, um, and it it's almost a direct copy of the animated scene, like when they visit um, like, like the Southern Water that. Tribe, and there's like um, they take some. Definitely word for words yeah, from, and, yeah. from the series. But there are already... A, well, I think the one clip I've seen is the one around Aang when uh, Katara... Then they, they actually break Aang out. Break yeah. Aang, we'll find him. And it's like the opposite scene where he's like, where's my where's my bison? Where's my flying bison? And yeah. they're like, what's a flying bison? And he's like, a flying bison. And then Appa ends up showing up. But Appa doesn't fly until later in the series later on yeah where when he finally does fly ang like goes to sock and is like Meh, like you yeah know, he's the flying bison yeah see flying bison um which i don't know how much that really changes the story no, but, but it's still it's that that's a pivotal not a pivotal but like that's that shows the comedic aspect of yeah. ang versus and i understand the first season of avatar is very childish it is a kid show after all yes but it is extremely childish so i they're obviously trying to play to a more adult, young adult mm-hmm. audience. So I definitely see a lot of uh, dialogue being changed, but it's very concerning to know that the creator left. left over cur- I mean, Game of Thrones season four, right? Like George R. R. Martin left. For I actually just reasons. recently rewatched all of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But you feel the cut, right? Like you feel. Oh, you notice it after it's, he leaves. To be fair, it's not as bad in the first season mm. when he's gone but you start to really notice the dialogue changes a lot when and this would have happened when George was there or not because obviously they start passing the books yeah and you can just tell when they no longer have the books to go off of for dialogue well I think what there's because, eight seasons yeah seven so or eight, George like left after like mid season three or four I think four he left yeah um but the you can tell when the books are done being uh because even if you left season four, there's still part of the books that they're referencing. But then mm-hmm. you can tell the dialogue just completely changes. There's a, a big one that I started noticing, which I've seen Game of Thrones one to season season one to five, maybe like three or four times. Okay, I've only seen the ending twice. I yeah. think like the lat the latter seasons. But he, he George R. R. Martin is very dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. lots of and exposition i'm not a big reader so uh, even uh when i'm reading i'm like holy like wow monologue of a page yeah, yeah. um but it's it shows so well in the show yeah right like th- it gets you such a insight to how a character is how they hold themselves you look at some like proud characters like oh, pretty much any of the lannisters honestly but um they start to become one-liners like kind of like Marvel-esque humor yeah. with like quippy lines. And I'm just like, this is just not the Game feel. of Thrones. Like that's yeah. not the feel of pretty much any of the characters. Like the only character that I could really see doing that is probably Tyrion Lannister. Okay. But it happens with a lot of characters who kind of start doing. Yeah. And it just feels like a crutch to rely on one line kind of quippy comebacks for when it that comes to sense. dialogue between characters. Um, obviously specific character developments and progressions are just turned around or just halted and yeah. 
180s. I mean, there's a lot of issues altogether with the series, but... I mean, that that is the issue when you're doing adaptations of sorts, you know? Like, we've seen good adaptations versus bad well, adaptations. Well, things can like change. I mean, it happens all the time in anime. Is another thing, right? Like, part of the issue is if you pick a series that's not done, there's the the question becomes, do you wait for it to be done so you don't f- continue until it is done? And then potentially never finish it, or do you create your own ending? That's and from what we've seen in anime, at least, not a good idea to create a your own. A lot of the ending. time, the anime original ending doesn't doesn't do as good. Now, mm-hmm. Full Metal Alchemist is an example where people didn't mind it. Yeah, obviously, Brotherhood ended up having the complete ending because it was a done manga yeah. at that point, and it ended up being one of the if not the best quotations anime made so yeah but then there's also the parallel to that too if you look at hunter hunter for example they that manga has its own i don't want to say issues but complications a lot of hiatuses yeah a lot of hiatuses and obviously the way the anime ended is fine but that's also a point in the manga that right. happens yeah right it's not like they went off yeah, off book, off yeah. script or anything. What they did was they intelligently wrapped up the series at the end of a arc, right? That's fair. On a good, and it just so happens that it's so, in a way, written. Well. It's kind of, a lot. I think a lot of people who read the manga also thought that that's where the series was going to end, which is understandable. Then, and then there was like, oh, but there's more, and but you're wait. like, what? Twelve years later, <laughs> and we don't have much more. No, we really don't. We have what, like seven? No. It's a little like, bit more, but still. Yeah, I think it's like maybe 20 to 30 chapters, yeah. if that. But yeah, it just so happened to be a really good ending point. Yeah. And I think that was just really intelligent uh, when they were breaking it up to be like, this is where we want to go, and this is where I want And in a way, I mean, that is kind of the shonen classic shonen story is I want to meet my dad. Yeah. Well. Classic. That Parental issues. is kind of where it ends. So yeah. in a way, it's kind of nice. But then, like, does it bug you when they do the complete opposite where they have a finished story and they just decide to do their own thing instead? That's just weird. Weird choice when people, when, uh, we all know what I'm referencing here. When, when <laughs> a decision is made to be like, hey, well, just, we'll just end it in 11 episodes. I'll just do this. Why not? We'll, we'll skip like four arcs. Well, the issue, I think, when we're talking about The Promised Neverland mm-hmm. is that the manga was complete, complete. Yeah. And I think, the issue is, for a lot of things, anime is a commercial. Mm-hmm. It's a commercial to sell the manga. During its run, Promise Neverland was a top-selling manga. Yeah. And it got a relatively... I wouldn't say late, but later into its life cycle, it got an anime. And it just is a newer age shonen where it wasn't going to go forever. They were like, hey, we're done. It's done now. Like, I told the story. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if the higher ups were just like, yeah, we'll just, just wrap it up because maybe they wanted to get Move something else going yeah. because if they took their time, Promise Island probably ends up being like four seasons. At least 24 ups. Like probably goes, probably goes on for about four seasons in total. I would imagine. I would agree with that. Probably squeeze it in. But yeah, what a disappointment because of how good season one was though. And I'm sure it's a great story. I'm sure season one helped pick up the sales even more because i think there was like two or three volumes still needed to come out which is why i'm surprised and this just goes to show difference in studio but also difference in whoever the higher ups are making some decisions for these titles because you look at demon slayer 
and Ufotable's still putting their all into yeah. it, and the series has been done for years now. Well, that like, adds the question, like, why are we getting a season two slash three of Blue Exorcist all of a sudden? Like, what is the hype behind that? Like, that season was good. Second season was filler. It's not like the Blue Exorcist sales are up, as far as I know. Like, no one's been like, oh my gosh, have you read the newest chapter of Blue Exorcist? Like, there's no huge hype around it. I mean, you could also argue Bleach randomly coming back. To be fair, it was an anniversary. Yeah, that had a little bit more reason. Maybe and it was a big series that never got its ending. That's the difference, yeah. Blue um, Exorcist, I don't think there's the hype. Like, Blue Exorcist is such a... I don't want to call it a common scrub anime, but it's, it's an anime for beginners. It's a very good... Gateway. But after you've seen a good chunk of anime, it's pretty... Mid. Cliche, yeah. run-of-the-mill, a lot of tropes. Um, I mean, there's a lot of tropes on a lot of shonen in general. But uh, yeah, I would say if you are recommending to someone who's into like action Mm -hmm. in general. It's something that's very, especially for someone uh, from the West. Yeah. Uh, Obviously a lot of Christian uh, references. It's a solid anime from what I remember. It's pretty easy to reference because people kind of understand the concept of devil and, and the church and it's pretty easy to follow. Yeah. It's kind of like demon slayer where it's like, yeah, okay. Demons are bad. Humans, good. Humans, good. We kill demons. He kills a demon slayer. He slays the demons. And that's, that's we've it. talked about it on the podcast, but yeah. the, the thing that makes the demon slayer, exist. I think <laughs> if demon slayer wasn't as long as it's going to end up being, because it is, even though it's a relatively short manga, not the shortest, but yeah, like 23 volumes, <laughs> but it's not long either. No, but I, the anime ha- is going on for a bit now, right? We're at, we're going to have season four, four in out. April. Yeah. So if we are starting to get to the lengthier part of it is interesting. Cause I'm looking at like full metal alchemist, which is 27 volumes. Yeah. And that I had mean 50, like 64 episodes, 64 I think. episodes or something like that. Yeah. For brotherhood. Yeah. Um, but demon slayer is definitely up there for easy to recommend for a first time anime. Yeah. The only issue that you could argue that we've had this discussion for things to recommend is that, you don't, do you want people to see what, a, like, the creme of the crop in terms of a show of an anime, like a episodic anime? Because mm-hmm. there aren't too many that hold a candle to the level of animation that is Demon Slayer. You know what I mean? Yeah, the animation is insane. In it's the similar to the argument of, do you recommend Brotherhood? Right off the bat. Knowing it's one, like, do you start people at the top? No. Because I can see the argument for it is you want to get them in, then you show them something unreal that they have yeah. to be like, they're always trying to reach that high. But there's also negatives that come with that. I would agree, yeah. Because then you're not, then you, for a newbie, you're comparing everything to it. To that, yeah. Like, why is that not? It's like watching Fate Zero, like Fate Sandlim and Blade Works, and then watching something that's just more mid tier in comparison. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like Demon Slayer is a perfect example. Yeah. Very simple story. Very easy to get someone into in terms of it's not overly complicated. But then you're showcasing one of the best animations that you can see. Yeah. Which is unfair to a lot of other shows that don't get that treatment. So, but I do think, yeah, like you said, the only thing that's bad about Blue Exorcist, even with this new season, is it still doesn't have an ending. Yeah. I feel like if I'm want to recommend stuff to someone i want to recommend something that's done 
something that close to it, close to it, or something that wraps up well. Yeah, and uh, that's why, even though Full Metal Exploded is top there, it's done. Yeah, it's something that's complete. The story six four episodes, start to finish, good, done, and you know it's good. But I, you, you probably want to even recommend something that's less episodes. Death Note's not bad. We've talked about it. 36. Death Note is a solid. Also very, you know, Western vibes in yeah. terms of like, you know, cat and mouse. Yeah, we've it. talked about it a bunch. But another bad one for that we didn't say for the original story is uh, Tokyo Ghoul. That one confuses me because like season two, like they're kind of doing it a blue exorcist in a way. They went off script at the end of Tokyo Ghoul. No, it's all Tokyo Ghoul re. Like, Tokyo no, Ghoul. Tokyo Ghoul, the ending of Tokyo Ghoul is off script. Kaneki comes in carrying. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, and, that isn't at the end. And yeah. there isn't, you don't see the big fight. Yeah. Which is literally the ending of Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, you're right. My apologies. And uh, that, although most of Tokyo Ghoul is pretty well done in terms of following the story. Yeah. But that, and I'm pretty sure this is because... I can't remember exactly where Tokyo Ghoul was the manga compared to that anime, but I think that part wasn't necessarily done. But okay. that decision changed. It's almost like it's created a new timeline for Literally Tokyo though, Ghoul, it did. Where now they have to follow this timeline that they've created, which is not what actually happens, and now they're stuck following that. And then Rude becomes its own Do you think that's what happened with Blue Exorcist? Mess. No. I don't think <laughs> I think that was just a poor choice. Um, and then obviously it goes up. And then the hilarious, the, the funniest part about Tokyo Ghoul is when <laughs> when Tokyo Ghoul restarts, they go right back on the proper path. Like they're like, they oh, completely remember, ignore it. Remember Rude? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. That <laughs> so that's its own thing. But like it kind of told kind of what we wanted to tell, but not really. But this is where we are now, huh? <laughs> But no, yeah, you're right. So Tokyo Ghoul followed the main story properly. And then Rude just creates its own Tokyo Ghoul timeline. But then Re combines back into the normal timeline. And you have to kind of piece together things from Re that, that are canon slash matter. But kind of don't. But then there's parts that you're just like, oh, yeah, that whole ending of Rude with Kanagi. Yeah, just pretend that never happened. Oh, yeah, certain characters that we may have killed off in Root. Yeah, okay, that didn't happen. By the way, they're just alive and you just accept it. So, yeah, overall, not excited for Avatar at this point, but we are going to discuss it on the podcast. Unfortunately. We'll probably end up crank. I mean, thankfully, it's all out and it is. Are they hour longs? I haven't checked. I'm hoping not. As Matt, Matt will check right now. As I'm pulling up. Uh, uh, the Nerdflix. The Nerdflix. How many episodes? Eight episodes. Okay. Yeah, they have <laughs> an hour. 63 minutes, 48, 52, 55, 52, 56, 47, 57. Okay, but only eight episodes. Yeah, so we'll probably end up cranking it out this week-ish slash the following week. Um, this upcoming weekend, um, when this episode released, will be the Anime Awards. Which we will be talking we'll about. Update potentially might do a live reaction. We'll see what ends up happening. Potentially. Um, but we'll definitely do an episode for ne- next week, yep. which will be on the winners. And then, yeah, we'll aim for the following week to be the last airbender. And then I think uh, then we'll be on spring anime already. Then we'll be on spring anime. And then before you know it, we'll be uh, touching the. the 
the cusp of episode 100. That's true. So yeah, that's a little, is, uh, little sneak peek little of sneak what peek you guys of what's, are, what's to come for us. Yeah, because that's uh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, Spring Anime is episode 98. Welcome to episode 95. That's what we're listening to right now. Um, yeah, and then I'm excited for episodes 99 to like 102. Yeah, we've been Those pretty four organi- episodes. We've been pretty organized this uh, this year so far, and uh, a lot of things have just kind of. It's a big deal to us, by the way, that yeah, we're they, this organized. They've just kind of written themselves, really. I don't know, like the episodes are just there for us. We we used to come in and be like, "What the heck are we going to talk about?" Which you can probably tell, but we've had pretty concrete. This exactly. is what we have to discuss, and sometimes I'll be like, "We can discuss this," and I'm like, "Nope, nope, we can't." <laughs> just this week, Matt was like. Hey, you want to record two eps? And I was like, we can't. No, we can't. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, the episodes, uh, the topics we're covering. Don't allow just, it. We can't, we can't do it. it. Unless, <laughs> unless you want to watch all of Avatar The Last Airbender right now. Oh, I'm scared. Yeah. Which brings us to what we are talking about. Yeah. 25 which, minutes into the episode. Uh, this is the topic. Which uh, we have two topics. We'll see yeah. what ends up happening. We'll talk about the anime of the month start. But... As of this episode being recorded, it is going to be the end of the month when it's released. And like we said in January, we're going to do an anime of the month every month of 2024. 2024, 2024 yeah. I mean, if it does well, maybe 2025. You know. We'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, so last month we uh, we watched Boji the Rock, which was great. Yeah. And this month we watched Heavenly Delusion or Tengoku Daikamakyu. Daikamakyu. You. that's what it goes by um, on the actual Dis- name and yeah disney plus, disney plus it's it. the japanese name um, um so if you're interested in watching it but we're not referencing it as heavenly delusion for the rest of the podcast yes. for simplicity's sake and um, um overall it was a 13 episode show thankfully there should be more <laughs> i think it is a manga that is i don't know if the manga is complete or continuing but there is more content in it regardless uh, which is great because it is definitely a mystery. Um, I would classify it probably as a mystery sci-fi. Yeah, mystery sci-fi. Maybe a bit of coming of age. I don't know. Really. Adventure. Uh, yeah. But it's it, still going, by the way. It's by production IG. And from an animation standpoint i thought they did a pretty good job it was very solid not not don't have many complaints in terms of the art style the animation no complaints on that aspect um the reason we picked the show was popped up a lot in the crunchyroll awards that we will obviously discuss for nominations and we'll see if it ends up winning something for the actual awards and overall uh it was a lot. So it was jam-packed for 13 episodes. Jam-packed for 13 episodes is confusing. The first a thing good you amount. need to know if you're going to watch it is it doesn't really spell it out for you, but it you're following essentially what is two different timelines. In a po- one that is like in a post-apocalyptic setting and one that's pre that setting. And you kind of, you're following them what feels like mirroring, like together, like, oh, this must, because it does, you do get the sense that they're happening, happening at the same yeah, time. Yeah, simultaneously. But it's not. No. 
That's that's the first big thing. And from what I can tell without reading on or knowing more about the series is that it feels like there's a lot of foreshadowing. You have to pay attention. If you really want to grasp what's going on, you have to pay yep. attention. You need to pick up on details. I'm talking like One Piece fans picking up sake cup level, sake cups shadow level details yeah. of, oh, this happened. This person has this scar. This person has this, et cetera, et cetera. The rewatch, the rewatch value is definitely there. Though, <laughs> yeah, I think the way, like you said, where you're dealing with the different timelines, it's confusing if you don't know it. Like, if you just think it it's happening simultaneously, you're like, oh, this character just looks like this character. This character is acting like that character. Why? There's a lot of characters also. Overlap. Even though you are only following the one timeline, you're really only following two people. Yeah. But it's the, the other people they interact with, though. Is the equivalent of, like, you're following, like, My Hero Academia. Literally, though. It's like a classroom of younger kids. Which brings us into kind of what is what is the show? So, like we said, it's a sci-fi Definitely takes place in the future. In some dystopian part of it takes place in the dystopian era. Here, I, can read, I can read the, the, the plot description on yeah, yeah, the go Wikipedia ahead. page. Just Felix. In an outside world, 15 years have passed since an unprecedented disaster completely destroyed modern civilization. A group of children live in a facility isolated from the outside world. One day, one of them, a girl named Tokyo, receives a message that says, Do you want to go outside of the outside? Mimihim, another girl who lives in the same facility, has a prediction and tells the upset Tokyo that two people will come from the outside to save her, one of whom has the same face as her, while the director of the school tells her that the outside world is hell. Meanwhile, a boy named Maru, who looks just like Tokyo, is traveling through this devastated Japan with a girl named Karuko in search of heaven. So, I'm not saying part of that plot that we just read is kind of lying to you, but it's very confusing because part of it is lying to you. Because well, that is kind of their goal. The sim- the simple part of the story is definitely accurate. Yeah, They're to get one find some heaven of, quotations. Yeah, two people want to get get to heaven. I think I am legend. Someone has yeah. what appears to be the a answer, cure the cure, or something, and they need to find this mythical that no one technically knows or heard of place. Yep. So that follows in the lines of I am legend. Um, the last of us, yeah, kind of that idea of like we walking need, dead yeah, too. We need to get this to this to for Rex. And this, from a simple point of view, yep, that's it. That's that's the goal for that timeline. For that timeline, other timeline, you very... basically are following a, a center of sorts that mm. is called heaven. Yeah, my hero meets promise Neverland kind of without the eating, without, yeah. Um, basically if you've seen Darling in the Franks where it has a similar idea to that, where these kids are born and they're born from some, I don't really know what to call it a uh, thing. It's a thing. It's just, they're born from a thing. Science. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> sci-fi stuff. They, I don't know if it's, it's not really hinted at, but I'm sure it will get further but none of the characters are really aware of what um, what gender is, what sex is. Um, they're kind of just... As a viewer, you don't even know what gender they are. And oh, I think I'm that's a... part of the point. Like, it's just... They are... who They're just the kids of this place. 
And they're kind of discovering these things without being taught stuff. So we do see kids kiss and they're being watched and they're like, who taught them this? And it's like, they, no one taught them that they had to have just, you know, human desire, I guess. Right. Like human nature takes over to be like, this is just, this is what's supposed to happen. And we end up seeing that some of these kids end up having some sort of powers. Some are dying from some weird diseases. That doesn't really get explained. Yet. Yet. (laughs) Um, But in the future timeline, we start to see these monsters that have similar abilities to what we've seen, which makes a lot of... Basically, there's a lot of connections from the past timeline to the future timeline, but not um, identical. There's a lot of speculation that can be made. Um, Two of the kids that end up leaving this facility Mm -hmm. that we see at the end of the show on the boat, I saw a fan theory that is those two are from the doctor that did the the surgery to fix people's limbs. Okay. um, Give them new limbs and cut their... There was cutting... uh, the disease off for them that that was those two. And the person that he ends up, Oh, that's why they're so connected. And I was okay, sure. And I guess in the manga from what I was reading is that he has a lot more of like a background in that kind of health. And she was more of like a engineer of sorts as well. So, there's a lot of this is like a lot of the series is it's a mystery. So there's a lot of speculation of okay, I've seen this with these characters in the past. Maybe it's them in the future. And we see a lot of that. Yeah. Which is why it gets really confusing and kind of muddled together where you're like your brain starts thinking, Oh, these are the same these are the same characters. But they're not. Confirmed you don't know if they yeah. are or not. And this is the thing that comes with also scars. You see someone get hurt in the past. They have a scar on their head, but then conveniently there's a scar on a head on a character you might meet. For the and record, he keeps saying past, but it's it's the alternate timeline, potentially past. Uh, it's it's definitely the past. I don't think it's an alternate timeline. <laughs> okay. It's the past. Okay. Because overall, at randomly in the timeline with the kids, one of them ends up getting pregnant, mm-hmm. which you don't really ever see. You see that they have end up having a relationship with someone and they're like, oh, I want to be with you too. But it was never hinted that they had intercourse. Yep. But they must have. Because they're having a baby. Yep. And then there's two babies. Mm -hmm. And the director, because this is another, a whole other overarching topic that's in this series is immortality. Yeah. Where the director of this wants to basically live Live forever. forever. Get out style, like move your mind around to a different consciousness of a body. And And so... One of those kids is going to be her vessel. Yep. And we can deduce that one of those kids is one of the main characters we're following currently Mm -hmm. because the mother looks just like the current character we're following. And the whole goal for the character is to give this cure to someone who has the same (laughs) face or similar face to them. Yeah. So with that, we can make that assumption that there's a high chance that he is one of those kids a lot there is freaking trip we're just scratching the surface yeah um 
overall, I mean, the animation was good, like you said. The scoring, the music was good too. Voice dubbing was good. I think my only complaint is the complexity of the story. If you it, want something that you need to maybe rewatch episodes for, where you watch and you're like, I need to see that again, or you want to start nitpicking things or do- deep dive into videos with theories and yeah, then this is definitely a great series. It's also, I'm not going to say original because it does feel it's, like a mishmash of yeah, other exactly. things we've seen It's before. a range of different things mixed together to create its own story. To create its own original yeah. story. And it is interesting. Like I, I, I would definitely watch a season two and try and pick fact, up. There is an official guidebook that was released See, in this November is what, of twenty twenty two. An official guidebook like that. It is a complex series, and we are only we're doing it. We're not doing it justice. I feel. Do we like. have? Um, is the manga available in like uh, the West here? Um, not too sure. I'm not sure who uh i think it's viz yeah 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 it is looks like it's okay so where you have looks like volume eight we can potentially get oh just kidding volume eight's coming out january 10th 2025 so it's probably just started being released because of its popularity yeah for us which but tracks there you know there are ways to read it if you're not a collector you, like us. If you find, if you look hard enough, like I'm curious how far it got, because so it looks like there is 61 chapters. So I'm curious how far. So there's 10 volumes right now, 13 episodes. Obviously, we just said. So I'm curious how far it actually got. I butchered that sentence. But you know what I meant. I know what you meant, but yes, uh, we're definitely not doing it justice because we're kind of jumping all over the place. But yeah, uh, it starts off feeling more simple than it is, and then it gets pretty complex pretty fast. Yeah. And from a sci-fi standpoint, it was pretty enjoyable. Um, not too many sci-fi shows that I've seen recently, to be honest. No, I would um, agree with that. So it kind of kind of scratches that itch. It's just if you're looking for something that is a 13 episode complete story, this is definitely not it. No, gosh, no. And it's definitely a more mature story. It's not your typical this happens, that happens, done. You know, okay, we're fighting. Oh, I want to be the Hokage. Oh, I want to be this. That. It's definitely not your 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 classic shonen. It's more in the seinen line and i think it is under seinen it's just it's got a lot of mature content you've got you've got content obviously like we discussed around with the kids finding who you are um finding out what it's what it what it means to like someone without knowing what that means yeah um and then the series also covers topics like you build something up for yourself, build someone up for yourself. Um, this example comes in the form of one of the main characters. Their goal is to find two people. They want to find the doctor that potentially mind swap them mm-hmm. with their sister. And then they want to find who is basically 
an elder brother figure because they were at, they grew up in an orphanage. This is one of the people that they grew up with, mm. and they're basically like an older brother to them. And with the first season, we do end up finding that character, and it is not. It ends up being not a good situation. Not not a good time. What the character would expect, not what the audience would no, expect. Gosh, no. And they end up finding this person and then they end up getting assaulted by this person. And it is probably, I would say, one of the hardest things to watch in the series. And it was very much big, like one of the biggest plot twists in terms yeah, of. Yeah, it was out of left field, it felt. Because it felt like the characters finally hit a situation of, oh, this is a win for them. Yeah. One of their, they kind of check, checking something off their list and it ends up just being something really dark. (laughs) And then the problem is we don't know how this will end up affecting the character's mentality moving on. Yeah. Because I'm sure we'll end up, I'm sure the character will end up having some forms of PTSD and it'll come up again. Yeah. Because I I also think it, it helped cause more of a, personality issue as well with the with the, one of the characters because they are in their sister's body and this experience forced them to question what's really going on are yeah. they is it their sister that are they their sister and they just have memories of the brother it it blows a lot of that stuff wide open and yeah it was just that was a very tough part of the show for sure um, I think, I think the relationship between the two main characters in the post, um, the post-apocalyptic setting, I think they do a really good job playing off each other. Yeah. Uh, I think the chemistry they have is really good. I think some of the supporting characters they meet throughout their journey are overly interesting as well for their yeah, one-off. Like, it doesn't. Um, every episode kind of there's something that brings you in. Yeah. Where you're like. What's going on with them? What's their story? Definitely. He, to something as simple as an innkeeper. Where something sus going on and yeah. then they then all of a sudden they're drugged and That's my shun. Yeah, that That's my boy. So everyone there had felt like there there was a purpose and there was yeah. a complexity to them. Well, that, even the guy they get like the van and stuff like like that, his sub arc was insane too. When they go to that, like, the other, like, the small village and stuff like that, and then he yeah. goes after the other guy, like, at the end of the episode, and you're like, that oh, was, yeah, I was not expecting heck? that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say something that is definitely a common theme is nobody is as they seem on the surface. Definitely. There's something pretty well going on with yeah. everyone, which is both, I mean, factual. It's true for yeah life and for us in general, right? Like you don't, you never truly know what's going on with someone or what they're dealing with or mm. their true intentions. And we see in this series, the good and the bad of both of those. We see people that seem good, but have bad intentions. We see people who appear bad to a lot of people, but have good intentions. Yeah. So the story it, definitely it's keeps not you on sur- your toes. It's not surface level. There's a lot definitely of not. the iceberg, right? Like, yeah, okay, you see this, but there's a lot more complexity when it comes to this. And that's not even covering all the weird monster stuff with all their powers. Yeah. And 
the main main character's power that doesn't really get explained just kind of yeah the dive to destroy the monsters yeah. by their soul or heart even why that person's supposed to be protecting the other person like that doesn't like there's a lot that we haven't even covered yeah it's overall i would say if you like a compelling story that makes you think for us who we watched it in what a few days a week yeah um yes we did have a month but it was a busy month and we ended up watching it in a few days i finished it today i'll be honest i, finished I, I also it finished it today i watched yeah. the last two episodes today watched three episodes <laughs> but yeah i we definitely did not do it justice in terms no. of explanation but just know that you're, if you are interested, know you're going into a a complicated sci-fi show that has two separate timelines going on, two stories going on essentially at the same yeah. time that affect one another, that are related, and that yeah, that you're you're going to be in for pausing, rewinding if you truly want to understand or potentially watching deep dive videos that aren't us. Ours is our first reaction to the yeah. series. I would highly recommend reading a deep dive article or watching some videos that pick up on a lot of the details that we've missed. And yeah, just be be aware that it is it is a mature series. It Yeah. It doesn't shy away from any any content. I would agree with that. Um, other than the actual story, like Matt said, and we've said, animation was solid, score was solid, um, no complaints in terms of art style. Uh, looking at some of the manga panels, it looked to be pretty close to the to what you uh, what overall, the overall yeah. And this is my uh, I would say this is the one anime show that obviously it helps tell the story, but I'm okay with characters looking like other characters. Yeah, especially like, with the kids, it makes sense the way. Yeah. Because They're no offense, handling the I think it's what Tokyo Ghoul. It kind of gets confusing where some of them just yeah. look like this. Oh, Claymore. That's what I'm thinking of. Well, yeah, those ones are identical. That one is literally. But that's also supposed. That's on purpose. That's supposed Claymores to, yeah. are supposed to fit this mold of this described character, and that's why all the Claymores look like that because that way you could distinguish them as a Claymore. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, overall, it was a complex series, but interesting kept you watching kept you wanting to know what happened on the next episode um i feel like yeah i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten probably yeah i think eight out of ten is a solid maybe uh, you could get a higher score if i was less dumb yep. <laughs> same <laughs> um it's obviously up for anime of the year yeah so we'll uh see. don't i don't think it will i don't think it will bochi the rock bochi the rock Vinland Saga season two. Yeah, like there's a lot of a lot uh, of tough stuff yeah uh, but let us know if you've seen it what you thought about it if you plan to watch it if you plan to watch it, it now that we i mean we both spoiled but also probably Lots. made it more confusing yeah so let us know what you guys think about it we have a discord the link for it will be in the description down below where you can join our anime of the month and discuss with us as we go along and if you have exactly. any questions or want to be like hey i'm on episode this what did you guys think um just make sure to use spoiler warnings so yep. you don't spoil it for anyone else that's watching along with us and with that being said, we're going to go on to another complicated series because we haven't had enough. Exactly. Uh, I have it right here, the name of what we're going to be watching for March here. So this, this is, will be yeah. our first movie. And how we're handling it is we're going to watch all three movies because all three movies cover one, one light book. novel. Yeah, one light novel. 
Um, and that's and if, the Kizu Monogatari Kizu If you're not sure where, this is part of the Monogatari series. We've discussed it briefly on the podcast before. Matt's like, been reading the light novels, working through them slowly. Slowly but surely. Uh, it's like a... <sighs> so, technically speaking, this is a prequel series. The first series that came out for the anime was the Bakumonogatari. Yep. And this is a prequel to the Bakumonogatari. So, the complexity of the, bon- the Monogatari series altogether is that it's tough to follow what timeline is where and what's going on when. A uh, big issue for Bakumon Gaudry, for example, is a, the original. it's the original Monogatari series that came out for the anime. This is um, by Studio Shaft, and it came out in 2009. And in the Monogatari series, you get introduced to the main character, his sisters, etc. But he's got powers, and it's never... It's both kind of explained, but not really explained. Mm-hmm. This basically covers how this all happened. Yep. Fights that are referenced, things that are referenced beforehand. That's what these movies cover. So basically, from a timeline perspective, we're starting at the beginning. Yes. So if you are interested for a whirlwind of just what the heck is going on content, because if there is something that the Monogatari series is great at, it is is what the heck is going on content. (laughs) There is some like traditional Japanese mythology that's referenced. You have vampires. A common thing also said for the Monogatari series is that it'll never translate well as well to the West. Yes. Because the writer throws in a lot of like Japanese traditional jokes and references and funny like humor related things in his kanji. Cause he'll use different characters that are supposed to represent certain that represent more than one thing. Yeah. But can, when you read it and you can understand Japanese, it's kind of like a joke in itself. So that's unfortunate that we'll never truly get that appreciation for how good his writing is. Yeah. But just know that the Monogatari series is whack. And if you're going to join us, just know it's not short. These are three movies we're going to be watching this month. Yep. This is our first time watching movies. We just want to crank out all three because may as well. There's no we've point. Got a, yeah, we've, got, we've got a whole month to do so, so it shouldn't be too bad. But maybe it'll get you guys into the Monogatari series as a whole. They are good light novels. I've read the first three or four. Which, if that's the case, know that there is a good chunk of anime out of it. It's just... It's not everyone's cup of tea, I can say for sure. You got to be ready to read a lot and you got to be able to read fast. True. Because there's lots of uh, panels of a lot of text and it's only there briefly uh, as someone who's seen a majority of the series. Also, there's a lot of interesting relations in the the series as well. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah, exactly. Um. Definitely another mature series with some mature content. Yep. But something different, I think. I think this will. We've we've been doing a different every 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 month. Anime has yeah. been different. Sh- shockingly, so... we haven't even done a battle shonen in the first three months, which is kind of funny. But maybe in April, we'll see. Join us. Let us know if you're gonna, if you're watching it with us, and uh, let us know if you have a suggestion for the next month. Heck yeah. With that being said, um, probably wrap the episode up here. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, we'll save we that want, topic for we the next. To discuss something else, but uh, we maybe went on a little bit of a tangent at the beginning. Whoopsie daisy. Um, but yeah, so the Keys of There's three parts to it. Um, yeah, there's not much else to say. There are three separate movies. I will preface this by saying that 
They do not follow the same animation style as the rest of the series. Which is kind of a pain. Which is strange, but I mean, we'll see how it how it ends up. And yeah, I mean, buckle in because it's going to be a wild ride. That's just, yeah, that's how it be, I baby. I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, I mean, Matt's, Matt's, you've read this book specifically yeah. already. So I might skim through it before I start watching them again, but... But yeah, it's... Uh, it's not bad. I kind of um I've read the first line the first line novel of this of the series as well. I have not seen the movies. But as someone who watched Bakamon Goddard and all the series that I watched them in release order. Okay. As someone who's seen all those, going back when I first purchased the light novels and read it, I was like, this is making so much more sense. A lot <laughs> of stuff like was a lot of dots being connected. Yeah. And I was like, okay. This makes sense. And not that the show doesn't reference a lot of the stuff that happened in the past, but actually just experiencing the whole story make, yeah, helps make it a lot up, more, yeah. helps put a lot of the pieces together. I would agree with that. But yeah, so that's going to be the anime of the month for March. We're already, we're already on March. February's already gone. Which is insane, by the way. I feel like this year so far has just been flying by. Which, yeah, and uh, next week, like we said, we already got the anime awards that'll be out. We've got spring Absolute anime right around the corner. Spring anime. Um, I think it's safe to say that both Matt and I have a lot of spring anime to catch up on. Basically, yeah. The next three episodes is literally anime awards, last airbender, spring anime. And then we are back to the anime of the month episode right after that. Yeah. Which is which, just what, like, And whatever content we cover if, on top of that. Yeah, if we, exactly. If we come. I guess one thing we'll shout out before signing off for this episode is that in the works is a one shot. You could argue that technically there's two one shots in the works. In theory. But we Stay we'll tuned. Be, we'll be working on a new one shot that hopefully with some new people that have been yeah. on the podcast before randomly. So we'll, we'll keep that new, for a different surprise. DM. Different so you DM. guys can compare DM styles. It's ironic because that's his initials. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you can you can see what different DM styles are yep. like, kind of tell us what you like more if you end up liking the Chip Brothers more or not. Exactly. And uh yeah, we're just excited to to finally be doing another one shot. Uh, don't know when it will come out. Yeah, so stay tuned. So stay tuned, but get excited. There will be some D&D content coming, which it's t- tough to do because we're not the biggest D&D people. We, no. but Like, I, I still do my bi-weekly Power Ranger stuff. And Yeah, our uh, current campaign is on the hiatus. Hiatus. So we have been... The itch has been scratched by Boulder's Gate 3. Okay, at the okay. Moment. But nothing beats playing your character, non-railroaded, with yeah, someone open else's world, coming story. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. So yeah, so look forward to future content. Like we said, all our socials and our Discord will be down in the description below. And don't forget, we're on YouTube now. The podcast we are on YouTube. Yeah, the podcast officially. officially uploads Weekly, to YouTube on its own via exactly. the RS feed. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So if that's your way of, you know, finding us content, etc., podcast then. Watch it there slash listen because there's not really anything to watch. Some of the episodes, which we got to fix, but it's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, it's, it's you know, there. It's, it, it's coming on the YouTube. Exactly. Be on the YouTube. Be on whatever, wherever you get your podcast because that's where we are. Exactly. Waiting for you to listen to us. And until next week, we'll we, sign off. We'll see you then. Yeah. Bye. Bye. TNMP.
the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you, Thank and you. see you next week. Thank you.